Good morning and welcome to Kent UU Church of Kent University. Universe, Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. Gotta get my tongue untangled. We gather as a diverse and inclusive spiritual community that seeks to inspire love, work for justice, and grow in community. No matter your gender, age, orientation, economic status, political affiliations, effectual orientation, affectional or sexual orientation, spirituality, or beliefs, you're welcome here, everybody. Our chalice will be lit today by Franklin and Ike. Thank you, Franklin and Ike. In honor of First Steps for Soul Matters, we light this chalice in honor of First Steps for beginning even when the path ahead is unclear for the courage it takes to trust that the way will reveal itself, that light will come to clarify our vision, and friends will be by our side. Thank you. 
The readings that you will hear today come from our Soul Matters packet, which is a church-wide um, Unitarian Universalist produced packet of information based on a theme of a month for an entire year. This year, this month's theme is journey. And I found this poem by Lynn Cox, which was originally written for a Wizard of Oz service. So of course, I had to include it. Come, you accidental pilgrims, you who find yourself on a journey of surprise and wonder. Come, you who emerge into this place as an act of liberation. Come, you who seek a life of mindfulness and a place to test your thoughts. Come, you who bring hearts of all kinds, heavy hearts, rusty hearts, hearts broken open in revelation, hearts full of love to share. Come, you who seek courage and you who have more courage than you realize. Come, you who stand behind the curtain gathering up the resources to claim your truth. Come you who have been in a bubble, you who are poised for transformation. We begin our story again, gathering courage, love, mindfulness, and a sense of purpose. We gather as people of all ages, of different abilities, different backgrounds, and different perspectives. We share a covenant, a direction for our shared journey, and a commitment to encourage and challenge one another to spiritual growth. This path will ask much from us. Let us move forward with love. Let us move forward with appreciation for one another. Let us move forward knowing we are not alone. Whoever you are, whatever your gifts, you are welcome to join this journey. Come, let us worship together. Today we will hear from Marion, Ike, and Joe Brannon as part of our stewardship campaign. They will speak about why they do give to this church community. I like church because I like RE and I like the songs that, they, that we sing here. I like, and I like to be here a lot. I like this church when, I'm the, when I go, so I can warm the peace and love, history, and Pancake Sunday. And Pancake Sunday. <laughs> peace, love, and Pancake Sunday. <laughs> um, I first came to this church in, I think if my math is right, it was 1988 um, with my older sister who had started coming with her best friend, Sarah Slater, who's now Sarah Lang. She still goes here. Um, my family came, got me through teen age, you know, stuff, as you do. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was always home. Uh, my, some of my most important friendships and relationships were built here or because of this church. Um, that continues to be the case. I left, you know, before college, as people do, Came back after 9-11 for a while, moved to Cleveland, moved to Chicago, and then my life got super complicated by a really surprise pregnancy, and then that pregnancy became complicated, and, <laughs> and I came home. And um, this church, as a teenager, kept my 
babysitting book full, and now this church keeps my babysitting book full. It's really, it's really neat to be home, um, and I don't know how else to say it. It's just that it's, it's home. My mom always says, home is where they have to take you, and so thanks for that. For a long time, wrote Alfred D'Souza. He was an Indian-born Catholic priest who's almost exactly my age, a mature person. For a long time, it had seemed to me that life was about to begin, real life out there. But there was always some obstacle in the way, something to be got through first, some unfinished business, time still to be served, a debt to be paid, then life would begin. At last, it dawned on me that obstacles were my life. When I read that, my mature self nodded wisely. Yes, I thought, actually, obstacles are life. Serious, often disappointing, and if we're strong or lucky and have good friends, we can weather the rough times that make up most of life without too much despair. As I look back from the vantage point of 70-plus years, I guess my life has been satisfactory. I've usually taken the safe choices, the well-worn paths. Get up, get dressed, go to school, listen to your teachers, go home, listen to your parents, do your homework, go to bed, and do it all again the next day. But how bloodless. How boring it sounds. Boring, interspersed with obstacles and problems and maybe occasional terrifying things. But, you know, better than it might have been. Then, for some reason, I looked at Walt Whitman's Song of the Open Road. I've never liked Whitman much. I'm saying this as an English teacher who loves American literature. But Whitman is rambling, long-winded, boring. But I found certain. <laughs> you saying I am too? <laughs> Sorry. I've excerpted parts of his Song of the Open Road, so you don't have to listen to it all. But as I read Song of the Open Road, this poem did what good poems always do. Suddenly, I was 20 again, ready to hit the open road, and sure I could handle whatever the road brought to me. Yes, I really did feel that way once upon a time. At 20, I had a chance to take a study trip, something that as a kid in a large family of a teacher, I never thought we could afford, but I was able to do it. And I saw new, th experienced new things, saw new people, new foods, new ways of life. And I began to feel strong and confident and content and delighted with everything I saw. Whitman brought that feeling back. Here's what he wrote. Afoot and lighthearted, I take to the open road, healthy, free, the world before me, the long brown path before me leading wherever I choose. Henceforth, I ask not for good fortune, for I myself am good fortune. Henceforth, I whimper no more, postpone no more, need nothing. Done with indoor complaints, libraries, querulous criticisms, strong and content, I travel the open road. The earth, that is sufficient. I don't want the constellations any nearer. I know they're very well right where they are. I know they suffice for those who belong to them. Well, reading on, I realized how in tune Whitman is with UU philosophies. Here's another part. You road I enter on and look around. I believe you are not all that is here. 
I believe there's much unseen that is also here. Here, the profound lesson of reception, nor preferences, nor denial. The felon, the diseased, the illiterate person are not denied. The birth, the hasting after the physician, the beggar's tramp, the drunkard's stagger, the laughing party of mechanics, the escaped youth, the rich person's carriage, the fop, the eloping couple, the early market man, the hearse, the moving of furniture into the town, the return back from the town. They pass, I also pass, anything passes, nothing can be stopped. None but are accepted, none but are dear to me. Then at the end, Whitman invites us to travel with him. It's not always easy, he said, but wow, is it worth it. Along, he says, whoever you are, come travel with me. Traveling with me, you find what never tires. The earth never tires. The earth is rude, silent, incomprehensible at first. Nature is rude and incomprehensible at first. Be not discouraged, keep on. There are divine things well enveloped. I swear to you, there are divine things more beautiful than words can tell. Allons, the road is before us. It is safe, I've tried it. My own feet have tried it well, be not detained. Let the paper remain on the desk unwritten and the book on the shelf unopened. Let the tools remain in the workshop. Let the money remain unearned. Let the school stand. Mind not the cry of the teacher. Let the preacher preach in his pulpit. Let the lawyer plead in the court and the judge expound the law. And then finally, he asks for commitment on the journey because life is always better with friends. Camarado, I give you my hand. I give you my love more precious than money. I give you myself before preaching or law. Will you give me yourself? Will you come travel with me? Shall we stick by each other as long as we live? Well, Whitman and the 20-year-old me, D'Souza and the grandmother me, have different messages in some ways, but we all do understand that the journey is the thing. So you, you. And now I've learned to like Whitman a little bit because he shows the even bigger point that the joy of the journey and staying awake to it are the important things. You have no doubt heard the centuries-old saying, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. This proverb is from the Tao Te Ching, a text attributed to Lao Tzu, a sixth century before the Common Era philosopher and sage. Over 2,600 years ago, it was so widely understood that the most difficult part of any journey was taking that first step that the idea was forever memorialized in this important text. If you go to any bookstore today, I guarantee there will be shelves full of books dedicated to this same topic. So, in almost 27 centuries, we humans still struggle with beginning a journey. Putting it like this, I am clearly setting myself up for failure, as what do I hope to offer that will provide answers to this age-old difficulty? I do have some thoughts, however, that may offer some insight as to why it's so hard to begin. And perhaps in these, you will discover something that resonates with your own life's journeys. 
Of course, I want to make it clear that I'm talking mainly about a spiritual journey today. However, it need not mean that to you. Whatever journey means to you, maybe starting your own business or going back to school, these kinds of journeys can certainly be difficult to begin and often get put off for many reasons. In order to understand why it's so very hard to take that first step, I would like to turn to another text, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. This novel is about a young man who sets out on a physical journey to find his true purpose in life, only to discover that the real journey was a spiritual one, which allowed him to see that the things he set out to find were with him the whole time. In the introduction to the novel, written in 2002 for its 20th anniversary, Coelho addresses the four obstacles we encounter when we set out on a spiritual journey. The first obstacle is one of social indoctrination. We are taught to believe that what we want to achieve is impossible. Even though our parents may encourage us with all the love they have, as soon as we take one step outside of our own door, we are subjected to images and messages of how we are supposed to look, talk, behave, dream, believe, the list goes on. We begin to absorb these messages and eventually it's like they were there all along. We create an inner monologue. I'm not smart enough, wealthy enough, tall enough, thin enough, fill in the blank enough. The worst part is that we begin to believe it. But if we can get to the truth of who we are and realize what we need to do, we are faced with the second obstacle, love. Coelho says that love, instead of being the impetus for pursuing our journey, holds us back because we are afraid of hurting those around us with the sacrifices often required for following that path. What everyone needs to understand, says Coelho, is that our loved ones only want us to be happy and will usually accompany us on our journey. And if they don't, that tells us something as well. The third obstacle is quite easy to relate to, fear of defeat. I don't think that there is a person alive who doesn't have a story of how fear kept them from doing something. The secret of life, he says, is to fall seven times and get up eight. Once we overcome our fear, we begin to open up to how the universe is conspiring to help us succeed and our journey is almost complete. If we can make it past all of these obstacles, we are faced with the fourth and most difficult of all, guilt. Most people feel guilty if they achieve something when they look around and see so many others who have not. We begin to feel undeserving. We forget that all we have worked for and given up to was our, given up right when our goal was in sight. We must remember that we are all worthy of pursuing our dreams that our quest may in fact begin someone else on their own. Lastly, I think we can use the advice Coelho gives to begin not only the long journeys of life, but all the little ones as well. Sometimes I need an extra little push just to get through the day, a week, a month of my ever-changing and challenging life. Remembering to stay true to myself is the bottom line. I must follow my heart, stay the course, get to the end. For at the end, new dreams will arise.
I would like to leave you today with these words from Mary Oliver. This is a poem called The Journey. One day, you finally knew what you had to do and began. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles, mend my life, each voice cried, but you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do. Though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough and a wild night and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of the clouds and there was a new voice which you slowly recognized as your own that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. May this be true in your life as well. Amen, and blessed be. Before we extinguish our chalice today, I would just like to thank Vanessa and Shirley for providing such beautiful music this morning. Blessed is the path on which you travel. Blessed is the body that cares you, carries you upon it. Blessed is your heart that has heard the call. Blessed is your mind that discerns the way. Blessed is the gift that you will receive by going. Truly blessed is the gift that you will become on the journey. May you go forth in peace on your journey in life. Amen.